Breaking it down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, author and an activist. Diane Britsky is our very special guest. And her, her great book is Now You See Me, From Endangered to Extinction. And without further ado, let me bring on Diane. Diane, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine considering we've had five days of rain. Yeah, you're up in, uh, are you in the Upper Peninsula there in? No, the, uh, the Lower Peninsula. Lower Peninsula, ah, yeah, five days of rain, and you know, well, listen, it's uh, it's May now, so hopefully uh, hopefully the, the April showers are bringing the May flowers. Uh, do you have rain today as well? Uh, it rains a little bit, and then the sun comes up and rain goes down, you know, that's Michigan. Yeah. It, you know, everybody always says the same thing about Michigan. What kind of uh, what kind of wildlife do you have in the Lower Peninsula? Um, uh, most of, that's up north. Uh, we have white-tailed deer. Um, up farther uh, up, we have elk, and uh, down where I have a house on the lake, they found uh, paths of black bear. And we did at one time have uh, a cougar. So they tell the people don't let dog food out and stuff like that. Uh, porcupines, you know, raccoons, skunks, the normal forest people. Yeah. I, and what about the invasive uh, species? And, uh, and you know, uh, well, I'll get into the, the wildlife habitat in your backyard a little later, but invasive species coming in, and how does it affect the the species that you just mentioned? Well, the uh, are the the animals that we have now are not uh, invasive. What I found out is that the invasive species are man-made. For example. Um, uh, in the oceans, um, the lionfish, for some reason, uh, they're the ones that are spikes, that the spikes are poison. For some reason, and the researchers don't know why they're moving from the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean. Now, um, the, uh, the other, other fish, well, they're, they're figuring that uh, people have aquariums, and they find that they really don't want that or a specific fish, and they dump it in the water. They'll dump it in the lake. And what's bad about that is those animals eat the normal fish, their uh, food. So that that makes it harder for the natural fish. Now, in our lake, uh, the Great Lakes, they're very worried about the Asian carp. Uh, they are very aggressive. Uh, they multiply quickly. And it's not a sport fish. It, right now, they're trying to put up barriers to keep them 
uh, and they they um, they come in uh, and what they they're very very large and they weigh a lot of pounds. Uh, men have gone out and tried to catch them in net. The one bad thing about them is they leap out of the water. And they can leap out of the water and go in a boat. Um, we had one, there was one incident where uh, one of those carp jumped up and hit a little girl and the little girl died. Oh my God. Uh, wow, they're that they, big. Yeah. Well, they, they breathe fast, like I said. And any animal uh, that's not indigenous to that area, water or whatever, they eat the food that, and they that takes away the nutrients of the fish that are there. Now we had um, we had problems, and we still have problems. Uh, with uh, zebra mussels uh, that we that we got those or, uh, we luckily we don't have them down by us but uh, in the Great Lakes uh, they're very uh, well they're a nuisance really and they've tried to um, harvest them and uh, what what happens with the, the uh, invasive species with the lakes is they come in on uh, the, bar the boats, the large uh, what, say, barges uh, that are bringing the auto parts or uh, some kind of product, and it's their their ballast is wherever they've gone before has it on the, the bottom and naturally they drop off now we've had problems with um uh lamprey i don't know if you're, you've heard of lamprey eels uh they're very indigenous to our, our lake here uh lake st Clair. Um, like here on Erie, they, I don't know how to say it, they have suckers. And what they do is they attach themselves to a fish and they draw out all of the, all of what the uh, fish has. Say, for, for example, it's a silver bass or a silver salmon. They suck on that fish, and when they're done uh, sucking it out like a vampire, the fish has a scar, and eventually it dies. Now, they they're, have the research out there trying to get as many of them as they can, but you know how large the, the Great Lakes are. Yeah. And they... A lot of the um, uh, biologists and uh, the, I say the fish people, they don't know where they come from, but they're doing research um, on them. When they get them, they don't live long. 
that's a great thing of it um, is that they eat uh, the fish that are there and they kill them so they're killing off our natural uh, fish and that's that's the problem with uh, invasive species in lakes they're eating the food that the other fish need and um, that uh, diminishes our natural fish and uh, the they're doing as much as they can, and there's so many species that um, are coming in the lakes. And you know, the lakes are so large, they can only do so much. But they bring those animals in when they get them and do uh, research on um, just uh, to find out what they do. But it's very, it's very hard to find out where they come from. Yeah, so lionfish, for example, I read, uh, came from somebody's aquarium. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and it's like finding a needle in a haystack with lakes this big. You know, it's not like a little back, you know, a backwoods uh, lake. Um, yeah. We're, yeah, we're talking about uh, a great lake. Uh, now You See Me, From en Endangered to Extinction is the name of the book by Diane Britsky. Frank McKay here with Diane and uh, we're, we're covering a lot of ground here. You know, here on, on Long Island where I live, uh, one of the issues is, is an algae. Um, and it's yes. an invasive uh, species and I, it's from Asia as well. And I don't know how it originally got here, but, um, but it's, it's not indigenous to Long Island. And it, it kind of like suffocates certain, um, certain nutrients and uh, that the fish need, and it kills off the fish, um, yeah. you know, like a, a, on the second, uh, you know, the, the second time around. So, like, secondhand, uh, it's killing the uh, fish by killing the nutrients that they need, which is right. uh, which is a terrible thing. And once you get this algae, it's very difficult to, to get uh, rid of it. So that's the, uh, that's the inv uh, invasive species that um we're very concerned with on long or, or at least one of them i should say but it's a it, it is a big concern i don't know if you have anything like that uh where you are well what what we have is uh they're indigenous water species they're beautiful that's the problem you know a beautiful flower and people think oh they're in front of my lake and they're just so beautiful the water hyacinth uh, is a, a plant that uh, has purple flowers at the top. You might see them uh, if you drive on a highway close to uh, you know, a small lake and you see these purple flowers. And you think, oh, I wonder who planted those. Well, their roots are going down, and like you said, they're taking the nutrients out of the water. Um, the, the water lettuce is a beautiful plant. Uh, they, give, they give shade to animals that need it. Um, we had a, a koi pond in our backyard. And a person, a person from the zoo, when I worked there, gave us some. 
they grow very quickly, but they gave shade to the carp, and they need it because carp doesn't want to stay in the sun too much. Now, lily pads, um, I don't believe they're considered uh, bad for the lake. Um, where I where I have a house, I'm on a canal, and we have lily pads, and they spray the lake for that scuzz that you're talking about. Um, it's just like green, like somebody just poured green all over it. And some of those are hard to get rid of. Now, the lily pads, I get mad when they uh, do something to get rid of them because I'm an angler and I love to fish for bass. Yeah. The bass go under that at night, so I know where to fish for them. They, that's their sleeping place. Yeah. But uh, now I catch them, they put up a good fight, uh, and I then I let them go. But um, what's the largest did, bass but, you caught? Uh, I'm sorry. What's the largest bass you caught over there? <laughs> oh, geez. Um, let's see. Maybe. Uh, 12 inches largemouth bass. Wow. Um, I'm going to try to uh, fish. Um, this summer I had um, problems with uh, uh, nerve, a uh, pinched nerve. Yeah. And it kind of affected my arm. But I'm in physical therapy and he's helping me so I can toss out my rod yeah but we have large fish in our lake and um they're thriving i don't um believe that we have uh any uh invasive plants one thing i did find out is dandelions is an invasive species hmm. i didn't know that uh, it's also edible. Uh, a lot of people um, salads harvest them and make wine. Yes. Out of them, but you know that's one. It's one invasive species that uh, it's helpful. And there's some plants that are invasive that you can eat, uh, but you've got to the. the the people listening, um, if you're on a lake or you go to a lake, uh, make sure that you do a little bit of research on plants that could be there. That's what I, that's what I did, you know, because they're, you got flowering, beautiful flowers, and they, you, I say pick them, but you have to dig out the roots because there are the fish go for the roots of the plant and uh it's good for them but uh some of them spread and that's the biggest problem the seeds float around so um you know it's it's catch 22 you know, how do you get rid of them? You do as much research, but, um, you know, you can go out and pull them out, but you have to make sure you get the roots.
Yeah. Uh, just uh, it's something else. Let me tell you, uh, Diane Brisky is the voice that you're hearing. Now you see me from Endangered to Extinction is the name of the book. Everyone get it, please. Frank McKay here with Diane. Uh, Diane, uh, it, let's talk a little bit about backyard habitats. Uh, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, get out to go to the woods. I do. and But, you know, what about folks that are kind of uh, a little shut in? because of either an ailment or, or whatever, uh, or even, you know, regardless of that, we like to just be able to walk into our backyard and see some, uh, you know, see some wildlife, which is a, which is a nice thing. Uh, have you done much with uh, backyard habitats? Uh, uh, well, our backyard lab uh, habitat that we had, we did quite a long time ago with the um, uh, National F uh, Federation of NSA. We, our backyard and our two properties up north are considered uh, national animals' habitats. Uh, but and I, I urge the people to go on um, the NSW, uh, NSA, and see what you have to do. This would be a great thing for children to do. Uh, you have to have uh, water, um, a place uh, feeder for birds, a, a place for um, a animals to. Uh, if you, if you, we had uh, uh, logs in our lake and that was good for frogs and turtles that crawl up and bask on that uh we have a butterfly house we have a lot of bird houses uh trees things that uh animals would come to we had we didn't expect it but uh we had a little uh opossum uh, in our tree, wow. found a hole yeah. and crawled in. Of course, they only come out at night. And I had got a picture of them. I wasn't scared, didn't get violent, and we just let him be. And in the morning, he was gone. And we do have wildlife here when I, in uh, East Point. Uh, we have, like I said, uh, a possum. We have uh, raccoons, and they're not dangerous if you leave them alone. Don't try to go near them. That's when they'll show their teeth. Uh, they may attack, but uh, let them alone. We have rabbits that eat our clover, uh, squirrels, and you have to supply uh, that it was in your habitat and um you can get we have a, a regular plaque that can go in the ground uh stating that w this is a natural uh wildlife habitat and up north we have the same thing it's, it's all natural uh but we don't put anything out for the uh white-tailed deer uh, if you feed them, uh, you know, they'll keep coming back, which is 
you know, good for me as a photographer. Uh, but you don't want to get them in the habit. You know, they're animals, we're people. Uh, keep them separated. Hmm. Yeah, it's just, uh, it, you know, very, you know, very interesting. We urge everyone to uh, to, to do the same. Uh, Frank McKay here with Diane Britsky. Um, Diane, you know, I, I always say about uh, backyard habitats, and I, you, you know, you got to look at it almost like like people, right? If you want people to come by and make sure they have something to, uh, to drink, something to eat, right. a friendly, a safe um, uh, environment to hang out in, and it's the same thing with the with, with animals, right? It's it's nature. It's uh, you want to go someplace that you're welcome. You want to go someplace that you're you feel comfortable and that you don't feel like you're in danger. So, um, you know, that's a uh, that's a big thing. Uh, you don't you don't want uh, noises. Um, you know, people tell me with uh, with owls, we had a big owl uh, hanging around, and uh, and one of the things that um, we were worried about were the cats. You know, we have cats out there that we feed feral cats, and yes. uh, and what I did is uh, I was uh, we were able uh, to put some lights, some bright lights out there, and reflectors. And uh, supposedly that chased away the owl. Uh, and by the way, I would love to have owls around, but you, you, they're going to eat the birds and they're going to eat the cats, you know. And yeah. uh, and you got to be worried about that. Uh, what about that? If uh, you're building a, a, a backyard habitat, um, keeping the the uh, the the new friends that you're inviting over there safely, uh, what do you have to say? Do you have uh, any recommendations? Well, we have a. Uh, um, uh, an island, Belle Isle, which is uh, over 100 years old. It's the oldest aquarium in North America. It was built in 1904, and it's still thriving. We fixed it up. And uh, my sister uh, is one of them that does volunteers and does the landscaping. And uh, we found out that uh, there's white-tailed deer on there, uh, coyotes. They've taken pictures of eagles. The eagle came back every year. Uh, snow owls. And uh, you wonder where they came from. Where does a white-tailed deer come? doesn't walk, you know, from downtown to an island. Yeah. Uh, and the only thing we can think of is that uh, when the uh, Lake St. Clair's uh, iced over, yeah. it walked over on the ice. But the one they, you're right, um, they eat the rodents, you know, the mice, uh, if you have ground moles. But you have to be careful. Uh, if you if you're in a wooded area and you know there's owls, uh, horned owls, uh, snow owls, um, if you have a cat that goes out at night or you have a small dog, uh, make sure you're there because an owl has talons. He will just swoop down, pick up what's there, and you're, he's off. Yeah. It's very, and it's the same thing with eagles. Um, of course, they fish. 
So um, it's it's an it's an island that uh, we there wasn't animals there before. We had a children's zoo, uh, but that was closed. And I worked at there when I taught school, and when it closed, it uh, really hurt me because uh, the children are the ones that are the researchers now, and they learn from the animals, and I taught them. That was a big subject in my room. So um, if people have, if people want to have a backyard habitat, uh, have it for the bird, uh, the butterflies, you can take um, a regular dish and put uh, pieces of oranges and um, peaches, uh, mostly oranges, and hang it up in the tree and the butterflies will come to that because of the nectar. Uh, also, the hummingbirds. Uh, there's certain uh, flowers, uh, trumpet flowers. They don't necessarily come to bread. That's what people uh, think. If they plant bee balm, uh, trumpet vines, they will come. And, and the most important thing I want to say before we're done is don't do anything to the bees, the honeybees or the bumblebees. Yeah. Because they are very endangered now. Yeah. And that's where we get our honey. By the way, I and think... The only, I... And the only reason they, you know, buzz around you, uh, you might have perfume on, but... Uh, you antagonize them, you're going to get some. But right now, they're very endangered, and there's some butterflies that are on that list, too. You know, I, I think it was Time Magazine or one of the major publications voted the bee the most uh, important animal um, yes. in, in the uh, in in our universe at this point, or in, and in, certainly in our uh, in our world. Um, and um, and and it's I guess because of the pollination and what it does for the the uh, the birds and and what uh, those uh, the vegetation does for the other animals. I mean, without the bees, I mean, we're in a lot of trouble. Right, not just the honey, uh, but they're pollinators. They go to flowers, get the um, the pollen off of it. Wherever they go, they'll, they'll go to another flower. And, you know, of course, if they're allergic to pollen, that doesn't help. But they help to create the other flowers. Uh, and birds that eat the seeds from flowers, they'll, they drop on the ground or they fly wherever and uh, drop it and then creates another flower so the bees are important um could probably call them the number one animal in the world uh that helps people yeah uh, no no doubt about it diana final uh final word 
on invasive uh, species? Um, what can we do as people to make sure that we're not bringing uh, some kind of invasive species uh, into into a place that just doesn't belong? Well, what I did was uh, I went online and I uh, typed in invasive species and they will give you uh, the names of plants, animals, fish, uh, the ocean, insects, uh, and you can go through there and they will also tell you um, about uh, certain flowers that uh, look look pretty. You know, they would say, you know, pick them and put them in a vase. You know, they're pretty. They're invasive, but they're pretty. And I think that's a trick of flowers. Um, you know, I'm beautiful. I'm spreading all my friends, and, you know, nobody's going to pick us. But they are uh, invasive. They take the nutrients out of uh, the water. And the nutrients are, you know, for the fish and um, the little uh, things that grow in the bottom. And uh, there's just so many. And the big thing, Frank, is nobody knows how it got here. You know, the, the, when I did research, I found out that there's some trees that are invasive species. And I, the only thing I can think of is a bird came from another country and flew over, dropped something, and that eventually grew into a tree, and nobody knew what it was. Wow. Amazing. And most, most of the invasive species come from another country. Yeah. You know, uh, there's... Uh, something that, and I I look for wildlife all over the world. I've been to almost eighty countries, and that's what I go to see is wildlife. And uh, I heard of something in my own backyard in Nassau County. I heard of um, an invasive species that um, is, you know, I guess it's welcome now because it's, uh, you know, they're there from uh, uh, the '60s. Um, apparently, uh, a crate or a couple of crates of of, they call them monk parrots. Uh, I'm sorry, Quaker parrots or monk parakeets. It's the same same bird, and they uh, they came from uh, uh, Argentina or or Uruguay or some some place uh, in on South America, and they were on a plane at um, uh, to be de- delivered to pet shops, and someone dropped like a crate of them. And they just flew away. They flew, uh, and they survived. They didn't think they would survive the winter, and they survived. I just saw them myself for the first time the other day. I mean, I didn't even realize they were here. I heard something about it. I heard something that they were, uh, they were in this one little area, and um, there's a whole park. Uh, it's called Wantour County Park, and there are uh, these beautiful little parrots uh, called Quaker parrots all over the place all over the place in this one field. Uh, I, I thought it was incredible. I obviously wouldn't want to do that on purpose, but there's an explanation of how those parrots got here. Uh, very interesting, Diane, and your whole your whole concept and the subject of invasive species is something you can't cover in one show. You need to talk about it, and I think we need to warn people uh, to be very careful with what they're doing, what they're bringing into right. other areas. 
yeah, that's true. Um, like I said, do do a study. You know, if you want to um, go to a nursery to get flowers for your garden, uh, make sure that they're good flowers. They're not, nurseries are not going to uh, sell uh, flowers that they know are uh, an invasive species, but they they may just pop up from somewhere, look beautiful, and people think, oh, you know, this, this is good. But um, do your homework, you know, and do your homework on animals too. Uh, houses in neighborhoods may not have uh, uh, any wildlife. Uh, the problem, like with our raccoon and our little opossum, we took their house. You know, we tore down where they live. I, you know, I, I have nothing against them coming because, um, you know, hate paradise and put up a parking lot. Yeah. And right. that's, that, that's what's happening. Um, uh, where I live uh, up north in the summer, um, I call them my my herd of uh, does. Yeah. And uh, they had fawns this year, and they were it just oh, it got my heart pumping. I got beautiful pictures, and um, they weren't there for two years. Uh, and I know where they go. Two years, I didn't know where they were. And last year they came back, and the only thing I can think of is the people chased them off. Uh, they, you know, they hunt. I hate to hear the hunters, but they came back, and they came back in a nice little herd, and uh, there was a two does that had two fawns. So my herd uh, grew, and I was lucky enough to see a buck. And um, what a fun! He had a lot. He's got a lot of ladies to service. <laughs> and I hope that when I um, uh, go up there um, again in a few weeks, I see him. And, and, and what's nice about them is, and I think of them as my friends. If we're driving down the back road to go to town, and I see when we stop the car, and I'll open the door and use the roof as a tripod, they turn around, look at you, they stare, <laughs> almost like I'm posing, take my picture. <laughs> and um, that makes my heart pump, makes me feel so good. And I love it up there. I really love it up there. And I hope that the people would um, do their homework. Um, don't take in, uh, you know, don't take things from a pet shop. Let me tell you that for one thing. Um, you know, kids, I want a snake. I want... Uh, this iguana, iguana, um, oh, what are those two called? Um, Chameleon. The bearded dragons. 
it takes a lot of care, and after a while, they get sick of them and don't want to take care of them. And uh, God forbid they let them go, but um, the animals from the pet shop, you really don't know where they get them, the birds and uh, uh, that. It's animal marketing. And for uh, people, just be careful with what you're buying. No doubt about it. Diane Brisky, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. I'll be happy to talk to you next month. Diane Brisky, everyone. A wonderful Diane Brisky. Uh, she's the author of Now You See Me, From Endangered to Extinct. And, uh, you know, look, we got to watch what we're doing. We're going to mess up this beautiful planet of ours and, yeah. uh, and these beautiful uh, friends of ours that are, are just, uh, and just wonderful uh, wildlife. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. Talk radio.